I'm Joshua Simon. I'm Sam Joe. And we are the, the SG Boys. Boys. That little gay podcast from Singapore. Subscribe and find us on Instagram at the SG Boys. We're about to do the episode that I've been anticipating for months, dare I say a year. The moment I got to meet this incredible human being co-judging alongside for Queer's Got Talent 2021. We've gotten to know each other on social media through the years, but it's a whole other experience meeting her and also hearing a little bit of her story. And I promised her she would have a seat at our SG Boys table when she's ready, when we're ready, it's happening. But first, she graced our table today, looking all kind of fierceness. Samjo, can you please give us a fashion rundown of what's before us? Okay, what's before us is, and no offense to all of our previous guests, oh. but the moment you walked in today, mm. we were like, yeah. your hands down our best dressed guest ever I'm wearing FBTs you wear FBTs I'm wearing I'm not wearing underwear like how embarrassed <laughs> do you think I feel so okay too much information but if Beyonce and Kim Kardashian's hair had a baby it would be a gorgeous locks that yes. you are sporting right now she's also sporting this amazing green and white optical illusion Sudoku meets <laughs> Alice in Wonderland I got that too I got the Alice in right? Wonderland Feeling from it as Isn't well Isn't it? Body hugging dress With long sleeves And a turtleneck You look like my kind of superhero Like I want to see you In the Marvel Cinematic Universe Kick right. your ass You look like you're ready For a photo shoot girl Everyone meet Andrea Rosali. Hello everybody. Thank you so much Joshua and Sam Joe for having me on this amazing podcast. I've been so excited. You guys have kept me waiting for a year now and I'm super excited to be here. You have no idea. You know what they say right? Better late than never so. Yeah. But it's 2022 guys. So starting the year with a bang with you guys. I'm super appreciative for being here. I can't wait to just enjoy this time with you guys. Likewise. The first question is a big question. It might even be the biggest of questions. Who is Andrea Rosali? Andrea Rosali is a daughter, a sister, a friend, and a citizen of the world who's trying to make a change. That is who I am. I love that. Can you take us to the very start? Andrea as a child was a very introverted person. I was in my own world most of the time. You know how when you're a kid, you kind of make your own rules. Mm. You don't really have the pressures of society. And they get your mom yelling at you to do things a certain way, but you just don't care because you're in your own bubble. Whenever somebody put an expectation on me that I'm supposed to be doing this a certain way, I just ask them why. But I want to do it my own way. I've always been that sort of person to go my own way, to go against everyone. And from such a young age where you didn't even know that you could do it, it shows that no one conditioned me to be that way. I was, it's just me. Yes. That is who I was as a kid. And it's still who I am today. So I grew up on an overweight boy. For those listening, I'm actually a transgender woman. And I started off my life as male. I didn't see myself as any gender, to be honest. I mean, I looked in the mirror, I saw a boy, but I did not feel like a boy on the inside. I felt a feminine energy. I felt a softness that defined me. And at a tender age of five years old, this is when I learned that boys are supposed to be broody, 
rough, play soccer. But deep inside, I was like, can't I just be a boy and like the pop of girls? Mm, you know, yes. can't I like charmed? Yeah. Why do I need to watch wrestling like my brothers? Why do I need to play soccer like my dad? I just question all of these things. I was always questioning everything until this day. I still do that. Mm, but you were five. I was five and I was so insightful about all these existential things. I was very quiet. I never spoke a lot. But I would hear what other people would say and I would create links in my head and I would realize that a lot of the problems that people face are because they're trying to fit into an expectation that someone else put on them. Yes. Mm. You yes. Know? And that's when mm. I decided I'm too young. I don't have to do that. I'm just not going to care. Wow. So you had that conviction. I mean, that's amazing. Yes. That's, I mean, I, mean for... I, I know bills to pay back then. So. Right, right. <laughs> but it must have still been very tough because, you know, this is your family and everyone telling you that, yeah, um, okay, this is what's expected of you. I got bullied a lot. So I think right. a lot of people kind of made fun of me. And obviously when you're a young kid, it's not easy to stomach that. But then again, I never needed anyone in school anyway. And I had a lot of the friends who were near me and around me in school were also like me. I'm 31 years old now, I think 32 this year. And I feel like the people around me who I hold near and dear are also the same. They have similar qualities to the friends I used to make when I was six. Mm. You know, and so it just shows that that part of me is still there. From the age of five, we're going to fast forward to where you are right now, which is this pageant queen influencer motivating thousands of people every single day you're doing people's hair and makeup you got your own line your own business i'm incredibly proud of you but how has that journey been after that age of five realizing that okay i am different now i'm gonna be who i am i think it got progressively more challenging when i entered teenhood i did not know that i was transgender or rather I did not know there was a term that could encompass who I was I always felt like I was a feminine energy in this male body mm -hmm. in the millennium that would be referred to as a gay man I never heard about transgenders till 2010 and you know when everyone's defining themselves when everyone is going into relationships around you saying that I'm a woman, I'm a young woman. And then the person's like, I'm a gay man. I'm lesbian. Here I am thinking, what am I? And then you learn the term transgender. When I was 19, At I was 19. in national service. Serving the oh. army. I had a rifle in my hand when I found out what being transgender was. It was such a full circle moment. Wow. I'm in my most masculine state yeah. wearing the, the Singapore Army uniform on guard duty <gasps> in the middle of the night doing my rounds with a rifle. And there was this YouTube video from Gigi Gorgeous uh. who was also a lot like who I was back in the day. She also identified as gay. She came out as gay before coming out as trans. Mm. Kind of like my story, right? Yeah. And I was following her. There was some sort of affinity that I had to this beautiful woman who was then a gay man. And it was that week that she posted a video, I am transgender. And I was like, what is transgender? I heard of drag queens. I've heard of cross-dressers. 
I've never heard of trans. Yeah. Right. Can I ask, yeah. when you found that term transgender, there must have been a light that went like, whoa, this is me. But at the same time, was there fear? Because speaking from a, a gay man's perspective, when I realize my sexuality or I'm coming into my sexuality, the first honest thing that I feel is fear and shame. It's like, oh crap, like, I, like you, I've heard the slurs. I don't want to be the slur. At that moment, it was more gratitude. Wow, okay. Because I finally found the answer I was looking for since I was 16. Mm. Beautiful. Something just clicked and I knew deep in my heart that I found the answer. But I was obviously sweaty that night with a heavy rifle, wanting to end guard duty. I was sleepy. So I was like, I'm going to process this slowly. Mm. Obviously in the army, I had my own persona that I put on, right. you know, because I didn't want, you know how boys are in yeah. the camps. Yeah. They're cheeky. They talk about girls all day. I did that if, too. I dropped my voice real low. Exactly. Yeah. And if you're not masculine enough, I mean, this is just a man thing. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're straight or gay. If you're not masculine enough, then you, you can't be part of the tribe. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to avoid all that drama. So I kind of hit, kept to myself. And I kind of had this abrasive persona, which the boys in camp perceived as don't mess with that one because that one's going to really like bite back at you. I never really could embrace that femininity and softness in me for the two years, only with some of my, my bunk mates who knew the real me. So we spent so many nights together. We kind of met outside of camp. Over that time, they kind of got to know the real me. Guess what? Till today, they all accept me. Mm. they that. know this change yes mm. even one of them even said you're hot if i was single <laughs> they, well, they're all married now and they're in relationships but they were like, if i was single i would date you oh, I, yes. I was like is it weird that <laughs> that we're in the same bunk together and now you want to date me because i have feminine parts and then they went like we knew you were going to get it anyway we were just waiting for the opportunity for for you to get it so we could ask you out <laughs> jeez yeah yeah and I objectively think, speaking you are gorgeous so well, you know it's yeah. i don't think they're just paying lip service or anything it's Absolutely. like um you know i've walked beside you in orchard road before i'm not sure if you remember the and stairs the number of turns you know that scene in memoirs of a geisha yeah where i remember uh, that night yeah where mameha michelle yo makes Sayuri's character yeah Sayuri, played yeah. by Zhang Zi, like train her as a geisha and you must be able to turn a man's head like in a few seconds and everything well it felt like you were Sayuri in that case well i think it's because i have a unique style once again you're visually stunning but there's a confidence about you right Inora. which people Feel. And I think that's also what causes them to turn around and probably what your, your bunk mates were like, I, I would have dated you because I loved you. I, I got to know the person. I was friends of you and I adored you and you were vulnerable and you trusted me with your truth. And, and I want to honor that by saying, yes, I would 100% date you. And gender, all that sexuality does not come in between. And I think that is powerful. For all the people who were like, staring at you in awe along Orchard Road, right? Or when people see you for the first time or they only know you from social media, I'm sure they jump to lots of conclusions about you based on your look. Like, you know, oh, yeah. you are that influencer, like, you yeah. know, type. Um, what are some of the misconceptions, you know, common misconceptions about you that, you know, you really like to clear up? A lot of people think because I, I love feeling beautiful. In my head, the aesthetics of beauty changes from time to time. So I take on many different looks. You know, I can look like this one day, tomorrow I want to be blonde. 
and I'll go get it. One one day I want to wear a flowy dress. One day I want to wear something really singed. I think people see me as really vain and they think I'm superficial. Mm. I'm not. I just really, really enjoy making myself happy. You know, and if I really like how I look in a certain way, if I want to take on this look, I'm still me on the inside. It's just that I like to assume it's like, you know, playing dress up. Which girl doesn't like to play dress up? Yeah. Right? And it's always been something which I love. I used to, you know, steal my mom's heels at six years old and mm. walk around in her tennis skirt and heels when she wasn't home. I'm 32 now. I'm still going to do it, but with my own heels. Yes. With my collection of heels. So it's just a service to myself. And if someone is not happy with it, that's really none of my business. Yes, definitely. And I've always found that quite interesting also, Growing up, when you're down and everything, people say, oh, you need to learn how to love yourself more, right? I mean, we talk about that quite a lot on this podcast also. Sometimes when you give the impression that you love yourself a lot, that you keep up with your appearances, suddenly people turn on you and they say that, oh, you know, she's too cocky or he's too... But I think it's just a reflection of themselves. No, you're right. Absolutely. You know, the thing about insecurity is it kind of puts a mirror to what you hate about yourself. Yeah. I feel insecure sometimes, but I keep myself in check. I kind of have a conversation with myself to ask myself, why do I feel this way and what needs to change for me to stop feeling this way? For a lot of people, they don't have that kind of self-awareness because they're so busy trying to please others. When you put your self-worth to a being that's not you, it's very dangerous. You're never going to find happiness because all of us are different in our own way. We have had seen different things. We have different stimulus when we grow up. We, we like different music. We like different people. We like different colors. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you need to embrace that. It must have been a really powerful period of your life transitioning. And you mentioned a little bit about hormones and how that can be quite stressful as well. Could you share with us a little bit more of what that experience is like for many of us who will never be able to fully understand? So when I was transitioning, obviously there's a chemical transitioning or medical transitioning. And what it involves is changing your hormones, your body, your bodily functions how much androgens you have, how much estrogen you have. And being born male, I obviously had more testosterone. And for me to fully match who I was on the inside to who I am on the outside, I had to make a transition. I had to go through hormone replacement therapy, which involves taking off testosterone suppressants and feeding my body with estrogen through the form of pills. There's also injections and topical creams that you can use. But when you expose the human body to things that are not natural, obviously there's going to be some effects on it. And being 23 years old and my hormones are just raging (laughs) still as a young adult trying to suppress all of that, it was just not easy. It was a lot of mood swings, a lot of depressive episodes that I could not really figure out whether it was really me being depressed or was it just the pills making me depressed. And on top of that, the societal pressures. When I went out as a non-passing trans woman, a lot of people were just so mean to me. 
It's like I've gone bullied for being fat. Mm-hmm. I've gone bullied for being different. But this just takes the cake and the entire bakery altogether. People were just treating me like I wasn't even human. You know, they were just jeering at me. They were honking at me from the inside of their car. You know, I had people come up to me to try to reform me, to tell me that what I was was wrong to my face, as if I was not even human, I was an object. It was a point in my life where I was really beaten down. I'm strong. I, I know who I am. But it was only at that point in my life that I realized, I started to question my decision. I started to question is this what I really want to do? It mm-hmm. was so hard. And my family, they were not, were not accepting at the start. Mm-hmm. They accept me now, obviously, because I've proven myself to them. But at the start, they were just against it. Were there people mm-hmm. you could turn to to help understand what this experience would be like? Any one that you could turn to as a guide even? No. Okay. No. There were a few friends who were in my life at the time. But when I made this decision, they all turned their back on me. Okay. They couldn't understand what I was doing. And when I actually reached out to them for assistance and for like a shoulder to cry on or a helping hand, they found it that it was, I was being too dramatic because obviously they live their cushy lives, being cisgender. They're trying to find their own place in the world. I'm not angry at any of them because they did what they needed to do for themselves, just that they did not have room in their lives for me as a trans woman. They had room in their life for me as a gay man who's cisgender. But when I made the transition, they decided that it was too inconvenient for them. And that's when the friendship kind of ended and I was left alone. I had a couple of other transgender friends who I could turn to, but they were fighting their own battles. When I transitioned, it was a time where being transgender was not okay. Was not okay. The street was rife and rampant with jobless trans people who had to turn to sex work because they didn't have a choice. And almost every single one of them were kicked out of their home because their family could not accept them. Now it's different. It's 2022. Things have changed. There are celebrities who identify as trans. There's so much representation. Even me being here is a huge step, Mm. right? And now I see the young trans people who are just trying to come out. They live a normal life. They go to school. They have cisgender friends who accept them, who love them for who they are, who motivate them. They have a shoulder crown. They have accepting parents. I never had any of that. I was alone. It was a really dark time of my life, the first two years of my transition. I knew deep in my heart that I was the full package at the wrong address. Mm. I knew that what I was doing was right. I knew that this is who I needed to be. But I just couldn't understand why everyone else thought that I was committing the biggest crime on earth just to be who I am. I just could not fathom that. So I decided to myself, I'm going to look for people who do accept me, even if it means looking offshore. Yes. Right. 
So I started surrounding myself with people who are not from Singapore, people who have seen other trans people, people who have spoken to other trans people. And that was when I met my ex-husband, who was from one of the most open countries on the planet, Denmark. Wow. Mm. In Denmark, they're very forward. The legalization of same-sex marriages have been in, in place for a very long time. When you tell somebody that you're part of the LGBTQ community, it's more like it's it's nothing to be ashamed of. Mm. People kind of find that interesting. They want to know more. They accept you with open arms. So they, when They don't fear it. They don't fear it at all. They find it interesting. They'd rather talk to someone who's different rather than talk to someone who's just like them. Mm. That's how Danish people are. That's very different from Singapore because Singapore is all about you don't step out of line, right? You stick to the assembly line. If you're different in any way, shape or form, they're going to come down hard on you. Exactly. And kind of force you back into the line. Shame you back into the line. Exactly. Mm. I found all the way on the other side of the world, a family nice. who accepted me. They never once made me feel like I was a freak. They said, wow. She's trans. We should go for coffee someday. I want to know you. Mm. I want to hear everything. In Singapore, you're trans. Don't talk to me. Please stay away from me and my family. We don't want anyone like you near us. That's what I would get from Singapore. What you experience with your friends abroad and with Denmark and everything, do you think that could ever be Singapore? Yes. I see it happening. Okay. With every year that this is happening, what we're doing now, mm. as long as we don't stop this, that dream, that vision will come true. People from the LGBTQ community will be integrated into the fabric of society. We will be included into the laws and the bills that are passed by the parliament. I, I want to, if you don't mind, I want to ask about your ex-husband because you, yeah, you can't ahead. just, you can't just, you, like, you can't just let that pass, right? Then, yeah. How did that? come about i mean you must have met him you must have started dating first and everything can you tell yeah. us that story so well his his father lives here i don't know whether his father still lives here but when we met he was here on vacation to see his dad he had a month to kill he was just looking for for buddies or maybe he was just looking for beautiful girls to bring out and he's a sort of man who likes things which are different like i said danes they like interesting things because they're very simple people. Uh. So when they meet interesting and new people, it's a positive thing for them. They want to know more. So when he went on a dating app, he found me and obviously he thought I was beautiful and he wanted to meet me. He started chatting with me like I was human. That was the first thing that I found so different about him because Every single person in that period of my life, even my friends, when they went out with me, they looked uncomfortable. I don't want to make excuses for people like that. But if I may sort of shed some light, if I am able to, many of us, even in the queer community, have had periods where we were ignorant, where we may be gay, lesbian, bisexual, but if there was a trans person sitting next to us, we wouldn't call them over to our table because we're dealing with different enough and we don't understand you're different. And I know this may be tough to hear, but I, I, I do believe it is a reality for some people as well, yeah. where 
when we look at today with the power of representation, where because of RuPaul's Drag Race, a lot of people became kinder to drag queens. They started chasing drag queens and going to drag shows where if it weren't for that show, they wouldn't have treated their drag queen at Tantric with the same level of adoration or respect. It was one show that caused all this. They made people go, oh, wow, I didn't know drag queens were people let alone people to look up to and aspire to be like. And then you have uh, Laverne Cox in Orange is the New Black, how important that role was. Disclosure on Netflix. People just feeling comfortable with saying, I am a trans person and helping them to realize, okay, if they can be who they are, I can accept other people for who they are. And I think that's how society progressively became kinder. When you were in that tough period of your life, we didn't have that, unfortunately, in Singapore. Exactly. Everyone was hiding in their closets. Everyone was afraid to be who they are. I'm, I'm not making excuses for them. Even the transgenders were hiding who they are. Yeah. I'm just trying to help us all understand yeah. why people do well, that. Well, people did that because they were afraid. What you don't know, you fear. So obviously, I was this new thing that they've never seen before. And this, they feared me. And I couldn't understand why, because I was not something to be feared. I was not causing harm to anyone. But they were so afraid of me. Yeah, and we mm. owe you an apology for that. Um, I don't think. I, I, I do think so. I think as if by, by acknowledging that we have progressed, I think we also need to acknowledge the fact that we do need to like apologize yeah. for all the times where our own queer people were not there for our own community members. Yeah. Yeah. But in due respect, we were all trying to keep our closet closed. Mm. And it's not easy. Samjo, with what you said, do you think Singapore is going to be like that? I think so. I love that. Hell yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah, it's just it, a matter of when. It's a matter of when. Yeah. It's a matter of how hard you work at it. So many years ago versus now, I would think that it's me, but I've seen other trans girls who are receiving the adoration they deserve. Mm. And their transitions are so smooth. Their parents accept them. You know, people love them. People are there for them. People listen to them. People admire them. Cisgender people admire these trans people. Yeah. And they look up to them. That is when you know that acceptance is coming. Or rather, it's already here. Yeah. Mm. And we just need this to spread. Mm. Amen. Right? Here, here. And more people accept more trans people in their lives. They look up to more trans people in their lives for the beautiful gods and goddesses that they are, that's when people integrate them into society. We will not see gender as something which should define you. Mm -hmm. Rather, you should see someone for who they are on the inside, which is what I believed in from when I was five. Wow. You didn't wait for the world. I did not wait for the world. Or rather, I was, I mean, I was given this beautiful mind to think in a certain way. I think for a difference. Mm. Oh, I love that. I think I was made this way to to serve this purpose. I love that beautiful mind. When we often think of like a trans person, we think of body. We think of gender. It's not. We think of that. This You, you just made it really clear. You've always had this beautiful mind. Yes. It starts I've, from there. Exactly. And I've always been true to my thoughts and my feelings. Well, fast forward to 2022, how's your love life? 
I feel as a trans woman, and I want to say this on air, sexuality is a spectrum. Mm. And just because you look like a woman and you identify as a woman, it doesn't mean that people have to be heterosexual to date you. I've had interesting experiences. I would say that I'm seeing people and just experiencing what life has in store for me. I love that. So you are single? I'm single. I would say dating. Dating. And single and sometimes available. Single and when I'm free, available. (laughs) When you're not Netflixing. When I'm not Netflixing. When you're not doing a podcast. When I'm not on a podcast with two fabulous people. I love that. I I think Josh and I, when we look at you, we not only see a gorgeous woman, we also see someone who has just grown so much. Yeah. And that's something that we can all really aspire to. Like, you know, I think personal growth is just a beautiful thing and I think if we're going to be put on this earth only to get older and for our metabolism to give up on us and all that shit we might as well you know well there's a positive side to growing older is that you become wiser you have more experiences exactly and your time on this earth is not wasted on doing things that you just don't feel any you're living breathing human being with emotions, with feelings, and the sooner you accept that, the sooner you have to experience. And the sooner you can blossom. Exactly. Yes. Love it. Thank you for honoring us with your story. You're right? welcome. You choose who to tell your story to. Exactly. And you choose how much you want to tell Precisely. as well. So thank you for 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 coming on to this show and and being yourself and for trusting us as well. Right now, you, you have all the time in the world to tell us all the wonderful things you're doing and, and where we can check out your work. I would start with this project that I just wrapped. It's Miss Equality World Singapore. Hey! It's a beauty pageant for transgender women in Singapore. Wonderful. Being a pageant queen and having been selected to represent Singapore at an international stage, I felt like there was not enough avenues for other women like me to want to live that dream. So what I did was I created a pageant that gave them the avenue and the exposure and the publicity for them to go onto the international platform and make their dreams come true. I found so many inclusive sponsors who were willing to be part of this pageant. I had, because of COVID, I only had six contestants to, you know, so I could give them all the attention and the time they deserve. The tickets were sold out in three days. There you go. You changed six people's lives. So the winner is preparing to go to an international platform to represent us. Katricia. She started off as this shy insecure girl mm-hmm. in the six months that i've known her i've seen her grow from that girl to this queen that i see who's now telling me what she wants <laughs> how she wants to represent love it who is this new phoenix that has risen from the ashes <laughs> and you also have a short film that you've just shot as well it's by this amazing amazing director called Kai from Kai Unclassified. Shout oh, yeah. out. He listens to the podcast. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Follow him on Instagram. Exactly. He's amazing. And the he name makes... of the short film again? It's called I Am. Mm. Oh, wow. Okay. Where can we watch this? You can watch it on his YouTube channel, Kai Unclassified. Right. And 
it's super interesting because I have basically never been an actress before. I've been a model for a couple of years now, eight years to be exact, okay, but, but I've never really acted in a film and taken on a persona. Okay. But I play a queer school teacher wow. in this film. Mm. And I have a non-binary partner mm. in this film. Who tries to pick you up from work. Who tries to pick me up from like, work. Though you already don't pick me up so near school. Exactly. He's seen it. He's yeah. seen it. Of so course. That's why. I'm a fan. Hello. I do my research. <laughs> Golden Globes better be ready. Yeah. And of course, you are a business woman. Yes, I've been a businesswoman since I was 17. This is another side of me. I love the hustle. I love being an entrepreneur. I love looking for opportunities when there are none. You know, and being an entrepreneur, that's basically the job scope. I have a beauty line called Andrain Weave, which encompasses hair extensions, wigs, eyelashes, and soon-to-be cosmetics, too. Oh, wow. wow. Your own line. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Empire. She's expanding. I'm expanding. She's a mogul. Kylie Jenner is shaking. Exactly. <laughs> Kylie, Kylie Jenner. Ooh. Okay, wait, what is the Instagram accounts for all these great platforms so for miss equality world singapore is miss equality world sg on instagram great for kai unclassified it's kai unclassified (laughs) on instagram kai dot unclassified right yeah yeah so there's andrean weave which is a-n-d-r-e-a a-n-d-w-e-a-v-e and another one called glam by andrean weave where you can see Basically, a more it's more service based, so it's about hair, makeup, services, nail services. So they're all there with the testimonials, mm. and they've been op- in operation for a really long time. So you can check out my work. You're Absolutely. reminding me now of actually um, an old SG Boys Instagram post that we had. Your friend Eduardo, yeah, when we asked him to name like a an LGBTQ hero. He named me. He named yes. you. And yeah, he the, did. The tagline was the headline was she took my nails and virginity. You know, she she wait, what was it? <laughs> she took my nails and wig virginity. I did. She took my nails and wig virginity. I did. Yeah. So Eduardo's is fabulous person beautiful person we got to know each other because he interviewed me for an article for vice asia Mm. and he's so authentic to who he is i want to do a video a youtube video on wigs i said by all means please i'll host it come over to my house and we'll do that content for you and when i was in lockdown i learned a new skill i learned Mm -hmm. how to do nails and I wanted to do it on a guy. So I was just like, Eduardo, do you want to try? He was like, no, what will people think? And I said, you don't have to care about what people think. How would you, what would you think? He said, I really want to try it. Yeah. So he came in with this, so many pictures of what he wanted. And we decided, <laughs> and I did it on his cute little nails. Until oh. now, till today, he's never stopped going for manicures. I want to get my nails done. I'll do your nails Can for I come you. to you? Sure. Girl, thank you so much. Yeah, yeah I feel nails. like, yeah, okay, let's do it. It's a date. It's also, a date. I know I have a very good friend of mine who I think could, you know, do with like a hairstyle change. Yeah. 
So you could help with that as well. His Are you name talking is about Joshua me? Simon. Uh, I knew it. I knew it. Any chance? Any Joshua? chance? Josh, he's blocking this Josh? like bus card. I, I love yeah, it. This is I my. I love it, Josh. It's but thing. But you've been rocking this for how many years? Oh, <laughs> too long. Okay. Time for change. Sure. Let's just go to you know make an appointment, have mm-hmm. a consultation with Andrea. Sure. Doll us up. We will be. On. And we, let her do her magic. We will be your dolls. You I can't just, wait. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Thank you so much for joining us no on the problem. show. You are always invited to come back. And I bet this was just a small little nugget in your story so far. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very excited to to continue to hear about your journey on mm. social media. Anytime you want to come back, anything you want to promote, this platform is is for you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me and for graciously inviting me to this podcast. I think together we can really project this message of acceptance, love, and equality into communities that we couldn't reach independently. And -hmm. I think we can really see the change that all of us want to see in the world. And to the person listening to this episode who's made it to the end of this episode, what would you like to tell that person? I would like to tell that person that the biggest gift to yourself is to be true to who you are. Dare to be different the world will follow. I'm Joshua Simon. I'm Sam Joe. And we are the SG Boys. That little gay podcast from Singapore. Subscribe and find us on Instagram at the SG Boys. The beliefs, views, and opinions expressed on this podcast are attributable to its hosts only and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, organization, company, or individual.